You are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 87. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. YouTube. YouTube is our hot topic today. And let's be honest, YouTube is helping businesses around the world to kick some serious, serious ass. I mean, serious ass. You see, YouTube is for people of all ages. And let's just say Finley, my 10-year-old, Chloe, my delightful little six-year-old, and if I'm honest, me too, have watched our fair share of unwrapping Kinder Surprise eggs to see what toy is in the middle. In fact, I probably have spent hours watching this with the kids over on YouTube. I know some of you are probably shaking your head or having a little bit of a laugh because you can relate. Those Kinder Surprise unwrapping on YouTube gets me every single time. But YouTube is far more than just watching the unwrapping of chocolate eggs and toys in the middle, especially when it comes to businesses who want to use YouTube for growth. But as many of you probably know, YouTube is not for the faint-hearted. You do need some strategy just like you do with any other platform. And that's why I'm really excited to bring on YouTube expert Justin Brown from Primal Video to share this with you. In this episode, we're going to look at what are the benefits of YouTube for business owners. We're also going to have a quick chat about who in business should start a YouTube channel because maybe it's not right for everyone. Uh, We're also going to have Justin share with with us his hot tips for starting a YouTube channel. And we're also going to explore, should people create their own YouTube channel by themselves? Should they join a course? Should they outsource? What should they really do if they want to get this YouTube channel up and running and kicking some serious ass for 2020? And of course, as always, I'm a little bit of a chatterbox and we're going to talk about so, so much more. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I would love, love, love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories. And remember to tag me, the at symbol Angela Henderson Consulting, because as you know, this would make my day. And also this episode is sponsored by my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars, which helps women in business create consistent five-figure months. My 12-month group coaching program is for women business owners who are ready to take action to grow a sustainable and profitable business. The program includes complete Profit Pillars training systems, complete with videos, PDFs, and guides, monthly live coaching sessions, monthly hot seat uh, calls, monthly mastermind, classes with guest experts, 24 hours access to our private Facebook community, world-class member support, and so, so much more. To learn about how you can join my 12-month group coaching program, you can head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on the uh, button that says, I want help creating 5K plus months. Now sit back and get ready for the YouTube episode of the year. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you very much for having me on. Gosh, it is a pleasure to have you on. And like I said, before we press record, we were in a great in-depth conversation about how the world is really so small and how the universe kind of brings people together because we only met, we've only seen each other really one time. It was for about 
10 to 15 minutes in this random bar at Social Media Marketing World last year. I met you and your brother there. You guys were speakers at Social Media Marketing World. And we had a quick chat there. We've stayed friends ever since. And this is really the, I reckon we've talked more in the last 20 minutes than we probably have our entire life. But we are in each other's atmospheres with people we know, how we work, et cetera. So it is pretty amazing. It's crazy that we can we, we only meet in the, on the other side of the world. And yes, we could just keep talking for hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was saying to you. I was like, oh my goodness, it's we've already been talking for 20 minutes. I've got another podcast episode right away. We have to press record now. So yes. So no, thank you so much. YouTube, it is a hot topic, my friend. And everyone wants to be a YouTuber these days. Well, at least my children do. Uh, but let's be honest, it's not for the light hearted. It is, uh, you know, strategy is key. Um, as I'm sure, you know, we're going to learn from you today. But before we hop on to all things YouTube, I'd like to ask you a question because I'd like the audience to get to know you a little bit more about who you are, Justin. So my first question is, I saw that you were traveling over to the US just recently. You were running around on electronic scooters over in San Diego. And I believe you stopped for a refreshing uh, refreshment at some stage. So I'd love to know, what is your all-time favorite beer? And I also know I think you're gluten-free, but you've, you're going to educate us about this. <laughs> wow, you've really done your research. This is I have. Awesome. Okay, so uh, yes, a few years ago, I found out that I need to be gluten-free. Unfortunately, it's not, it's not by choice. Um, but anyway, feel fantastic from going that way. But yes, I used to love craft beers and I would go and try as many different types as I can. And San Diego actually has quite a lot to choose from. So um, I can't remember the name. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I can't give you a great answer here because I, whatever they've got, I will take it. I will try it because there's still a lot of places that don't, especially in Australia, it's pretty hard to get a gluten-free beer on tap or at a pub or anything like that. So uh, I, I love going to the States because they have so many more to choose from. So that is my drink of that, choice. That is your drink of choice in the US. And I'll have to put you on to my dear friend. I don't know if you know James Rose. Uh, he is a legend. He was on the podcast just recently too. But I'll put you together because he's like the craft Australian beer king. And uh, if Jimmy knows anything, he will be able to hook you up with some gluten-free beer. So yes. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Thank so, you. I appreciate yes, it. No worries. I'm glad today's topic. We will get to YouTube. We're just getting the you know beer out of us first. The so. important stuff. Yeah. So now, can you tell me a little bit on the audience a little bit about you, Justin, like what's your background? Um, you know, we all know that you all, I know that you're a rock star when it comes to YouTube, but have you always been into YouTube? Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, where you've come from? Cool. So my background is in video production. I've had some amazing opportunities to work with some really influential people. Uh, I've got documentaries on Netflix globally, um, worked with extreme sports athletes and big wave surfers and some crazy stuff I had to do to get the shot and to work with those people. Feels like another life ago now. But <laughs> it, really, it really wasn't that long ago. Uh, so I, what I like now about helping people grow their business and brand with YouTube is that my chances of dying at work are a lot less than they used to <laughs> skydiving and free diving and breath hold and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's a bit about my background, but where we kind of pivoted from the doing the video stuff to now teaching and helping people see a return on it was we were noticing more and more that the videos that are converting for people aren't necessarily the, the polished ones where they go and get a production company out to film everything. Obviously, there's still a place for those videos and, and like your story video for your business or for your brand, that should be shot well, I think. But for, for the interim, all the small pieces of content, the relationship building content, that's the stuff that the more real and the more raw it is, and like if you're just shooting it with your phone, um, that kind of stuff is the stuff that converts because it's real. So what we were finding is a lot of my clients outside of booking me for the bigger shoots, they weren't creating 
creating videos themselves. So they weren't really seeing a big return on having a video strategy. Um, so that's where we're like, okay, cool. We need to, we need to understand this YouTube thing and help people with this because there's no point making a video at any scale unless people see it. Exactly so, right. Cause again, what's, you just, it's not here, as we said, for shits and giggles, people want a conversion for most time, unless you're like unwrapping those like chocolate eggs that I talked about earlier on in the intro yeah. is where it's like, you know, kids YouTuber, but for business, it's like you, the, there needs to be, you're putting an investment into your business, but you eventually need to see the ROI. Yeah. And, and for us starting out, we weren't seeing the ROI and we, we were doing what everyone else does and just throws videos up on this YouTube thing. And I think we were six months in, maybe seven months in, and we had about 50 subscribers and some of those were friends and family. And <laughs> right. What are we doing wrong here? I'm a video person and we can't make this work. Uh, so we had no strategy and that was really frustrating. We literally nearly canceled and said, look, this is a bad ROI for our business. The amount of time and effort that we're putting into this and we are seeing no results. Um, yeah. And I, and I, we see that all the time. That's really what sort of encourages us, us, encourages us to keep going with this because everyone is just starting at that same place. Mm -hmm. Know they need to do video, know that YouTube is a good place for it, but then you start to see that it's not working for you and you're like, oh, well, maybe I missed the boat. YouTube's too overcrowded. There's already other people doing what I want to do, or maybe it's me. And then they start to go down a spiral and whatever. The self-doubt, so. the confidence and everything else. That's exactly it. right. Where it's like, I'm again, done is better than perfect. You know, yes. it's, I'm just like, get in there. You can always, you know, capitalize later sometimes, but the, it, you still need some level of strategy. Now, YouTube, when we were at Social Media Marketing World this year, uh, Mike had talked about the kind of three main strategies that he was talking about and YouTube was one of them. Instagram was, you know, another. And so there's a lot of interesting people going like, I've got to jump on the bag, you know, bandwagon of YouTube, etc. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about YouTube, where it was, where it is now, how many people are using it? Yeah. So it's, it is ridiculous. Like it's a 14 year old platform and a lot of people are saying, Oh, it's kind of had its time. It's done. Well, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was the start of the year. They said that they had 1.8 or 1.9 billion monthly active users. That's a B with a billion. But then <laughs> they updated that later. I think it was November this year. So fairly recently. Um, and yeah, it's over 2 billion monthly wow. users now. So, I mean, at 14 years, it's still growing pretty strong. And out of those 2 billion monthly active users, 1 billion hours of content is viewed every day and that's growing as well. So lots of opportunity. So much opportunity. And I mean, let's be honest, there's a slight addiction in our first world country, you know, uh, we're, I mean, countries all around, but first world in particular, people are addicted to their phones, their iPads, yes. their computers. So there is a high chance that one of us or all of us have been on YouTube today doing something, whatever that is. And so there's an equal good chance that those people, your ideal client are equally out there doing the exact same thing, trying to get help on YouTube to solve some of their business problems. And I I guess that leads me to my next question is what are the benefits for of YouTube for business owners? Okay, I would say that there's a couple of big ones. I think the biggest one that a lot of people aren't really aware of or are more so starting to get aware of now is that YouTube it's owned by Google, but you can get your videos ranked not only on YouTube, but also in Google search. So the, the benefit of that or the beauty of that is your potential viewers, your potential customers, subscribers, 
your, your ideal market, they may not be searching for a video. They go to Google, they might be looking for a blog or anything or just for the answer for a pain or a problem that they have and a video shows up. And people are much more likely to click a video to save them reading or anything like that uh, to get the answer that they want. So that is one of the biggest powerful things with YouTube and that's how we generate so much traffic as well is that we optimize our videos for YouTube and for Google search because you've got to remember that YouTube is primarily a search engine. It's not just a place to throw your content up. It's a search engine. So you've got to help people find your content or help YouTube feature your content in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And have you, would you also say that because with video, people are hearing you, seeing you, that uh, from that, one of the other benefits is that you're building your credibility, your trust and authority a lot quicker than just say a standalone blog article where they're reading it, but they're not hearing you and seeing you. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, at, if, if all you can do is write a blog, that's awesome. If you've got the time to start with video, I mean, if you start with video, you can always go like get it transcribed and work backwards to to a blog or, or repurpose to other, other platforms as well. So um, I, I definitely think that the more we can connect as humans, if we see a voice, we are instinctively want to know um, who, who, who that person looks like. So that's where with podcasts, it's so important to have your, your face on, on your branding, on your podcast episodes and those sorts of things. So people can tie that to it. Like you, you're whether we are actively thinking about it or not, we want to know as humans exactly. who that face is. Um, so that's where, I mean, that's not to say that you have to be in the video. There's a lot of people that their, their, uh, fear of being on camera is pretty strong and even yes. starting out. Uh, mine was too. Uh, I'm a behind the camera person, not a not an in front of camera person. Uh, so it's all about pushing comfort zones, but think of the impact that your content can have and push past that fear of being on camera and, and look at the impact and the ripple effects from you helping people with your content. And I just actually spoke about that over on my Facebook uh, group, the Australian Business Collaborative the other day, yesterday actually, about the fear of rejection. And a lot of people too, you know, similar to that fear of YouTube, what are they going to say? They're not going to like me. That again, that fear of rejection. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, people are, all of us collectively, we are judging every second of every minute of every single day. So whether or not you're on YouTube, whether or not you're running a blog, whether or not you put a post up, whether or not you walk down the street, people are judging you. People are judging me and you right now because of my Canadian accent and your Australian accent. People <laughs> will like your tips about YouTube, people won't. People will like yes. how quickly I talk, they won't. So we're getting judged everywhere. And so, yeah, so again, I could talk a whole nother episode about judgment and the fear of judgment and, you know, those beliefs and stories we need to let go of. But yeah, start somewhere, right? And as we said, done is better than perfect. Now for businesses who are out there going, listen, I heard I, you know, YouTube's great. I obviously can get found in Google also. Uh, there's a lot of benefits here, but or should all businesses hop on YouTube and start a channel or there are certain businesses you find do better or yeah, what are your thoughts with that? So the quick answer to this question is I've never found a business or a niche or an industry that wouldn't benefit from having people, their ideal customers, find them 24-7, having them search for something and you be the one that shows up with a video ideally. And that's what the power of YouTube is. Is I mean, it's the same with everything. You want to go into it with a strategy. It's not just about creating amount of content or or uploading daily videos that there are a lot of these experts out there are saying, right? Yes. It, it, it's about being strategic with the content that you're putting out. So what 
to, to answer your question, I would take a step back. And it's not about necessarily promoting your immediate products or services, but where are your ideal clients or subscribers or, or you know the, the long-term people that are going to end up working with you? Where are they at right now, long before they know about you or maybe have, have any interest to purchase or to, to join your thing? So what are they doing and where are they stuck? How can you help them at the most 101 level? and you create that content and show up for them there. So it, it doesn't need to be specifically about your business and brand, but obviously the topics that are related to that that people would be searching for. for. So it, it sounds so counterintuitive to go really 101 with that, but you're able to help and impact so many people and you inherently become the expert or the go-to person that helped people with that. They want to then take that next step with you. There's all like for, for us, our content is 101 level on YouTube, but we'll always offer a next step for those action takers, the people that want faster results um, and without the headaches and those sorts of things. Those are the people who you want in your courses and programs and, and working with you 101, not, not the tire kickers. So it's, it's the perfect place for that. Yep. And what for those people that always say, yeah, but it's, you know, I'm just giving away my free stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like they kind of get like womp womp. I kind of look at them in a bit of his Debbie Dan. It's like, but all of, I'm giving them so much amazing knowledge. But what I found over my time in being in business is that if you give away really great content that is solving their pain points, they're naturally, you leave them with a good feeling versus like a yicky yuck feeling like, oh, well, that was a waste of my time. And they're eager to learn more about you or stick around to watch the next YouTube episode or whatever that is. Do you agree with that? Or what are your thoughts about that? I, I agree with that. If I could say a thousand percent, I know that's not a thing, but uh, <laughs> everything comes from leading with value first. For, for us, we don't hold back on our content on YouTube and that's what we teach put your best stuff out there. But what you can then sell and what you can offer is the in-person stuff, the done-for-you services. Um, or even you can look at, I mean, for, for us, we sell our processes and systems. So mm -hmm. the exact stuff that we do, like the click here, click here, um, do this, that's the stuff that, that we sell outside of the sort of the, the broader topic discussions on YouTube. You, you can watch those videos and you can go away and you can, you can do it yourself. But if you want the exact roadmap, then that's, that's how we've kind of split the two because this is a question we get asked all the time. If you're putting out this much content for free, why would I pay you? So mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a different level of interaction. It's a different level of service and, and a different way that people can accelerate their results really. And I like that word accelerate, right? It's like you can continue to keep trying to piece everything together yourself, or again, we've got everything for you, right? So I also look at like your time and energy is how many hours do you want to try and figure this out? And potentially you're going to do it wrong versus going, hey, here's the roadmap. But I also think like when you lead with value, there's so much goodness that comes from that. And that if you do lead with value, so many times people say, well, I, I just know that when I listen to your podcast or when you're in your Facebook group, Ange, I knew that if you showed up this this much already for free? What the hell? Like, how good is it yeah. going to be if I'm actually paying you? Um, like, you know, I want you in my corner. And I can only imagine people are the same with your YouTube stuff with you and your brother is that they're like, holy shit, this is so good. Like in that community too, it's not just about the program people are buying. People buy from you if you do good content or YouTube or blog, etc. because they want community. 100%. And a lot of people disregard the YouTube community as, as not really being a thing. Um, all the people that you would probably see as being competitors to us and our competition, 
we're good friends with all of them. We have messages going back and forth. Like it's not about the competition. It's we're all helping people and we're all growing our own businesses and brands. And it really is an amazing community. But I think you touched on something there too uh, with, with the like the amount of content. Um, people are like, I would much rather buy your, uh, your five-minute video that tells me exactly how to do that than to go and sit and spend hours on YouTube trying to find the answer to something. So there's always people that will want that fast track um, that are happy to, yes, yeah, save their time. Like just give, just you tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's cool. And so I guess for those, that are, what we're trying to say is, is that give away your free content because it's going to, when you give away good and you lead with value first, you're going to end up with an ROI. And one of my sayings that again, I'm very big about saying is conversations equal conversions. And so YouTube is a wonderful way for you, even though you're not having like a two way conversation, you're still opening up doors for conversations to happen. And so just think about, you know, how those conversations will turn into conversions through your YouTube channel. Now, people out there, obviously, there's a million things that that's probably running through their minds. Okay, this is great. What should I do? What are your top tips for anyone? Like, listen, I don't have a YouTube channel. And one of the things is I don't, but it's on the list as, as to doing for 2020 is because when I was at Social Media Marketing World last year, uh, when you go to these big conferences, there's so many amazing ideas thrown at you and it can become quite overwhelming if you're new to that kind of space. And what I always say is I'm always about choose one, do it well, put the systems in pay- place, put the processes in place, etc. So for me, is I was refining my podcasting and stuff last year. So there wasn't space for YouTube uh, to come on board. But would you agree that like, for those that are out there and they generally want to hop into YouTube, like pick one. Don't try and do YouTube, Pinterest, Insta. I mean, if you've got a copious amounts of money in teams that can do that, that's cool. But would you say to them, like, choose YouTube, do it well, Justin, and then move on to something else? Like, what are your thoughts about that? 100% do one. I mean, I, uh, we, we have a Facebook page. I couldn't tell you what's on it. Uh, my Instagram is just me playing around. But YouTube for us is our business focus. That's where we're generating all, all of our organic traffic, our leads and growing our email list. That is what's driving our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, we focus on one thing. Now, we now have the ability, we have some staff and we're going to start looking at some of these other platforms. But we're four or five years down the track with this after going deep with one platform. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I love YouTube as well because all of the changes, all of the algorithm changes and everything, like I'm sure you hear a lot of stuff in the media, <laughs> you ad apocalypse and YouTube is dying and it's blocking kids' content and all this stuff, like it's on the way out. All of this is actually helping to uh, with YouTube's goal, which is to put the right videos in front of the right people, people at the right time. So it's about the human experience on the platform. So if you're creating content, um, going back around to my number one tip, uh, you want to make sure you're going into it with a strategy and not just creating the videos that you think might help people. Mm-hmm. YouTube helps you with the the data, the the, the data for those Americans. Yeah, uh, I get. I always get get some um, yeah crap about that, but the um, they give you the information that you need to know what people are searching for. So the biggest mistake that we found, which was that point where we nearly gave up, was I was creating tips that I thought would change people's lives. Um, and inherently, they probably would have if they ever found the videos. Um, those might have helped people. But people aren't searching for the tip or for the hack. They're typing in the pain or the problem that they have. And that's a big distinction between the content um, that you're not just talking about the answer. They, they're never going to search and find the answer 
um, specifically, but they'll search for the problem and then you'll address the problem in your video or in your content. So it really is about taking that approach, looking at what are your ideal people who would be watching your videos, where are they at? Um, business-wise, where are they at uh, in regards to the topics that you're covering? Are they an absolute beginner? Do you need to do a 101 video? Or are they? Or are you happy to target more advanced people? In which case, the terminology and everything that you're using in your videos is going to be aimed more so towards those people. So you really want to have that kind of goal and strategy in place. And then if you're looking for topics, because it's all right to say, you just go and find and YouTube gives you the data. Um, yeah. If you go to YouTube or to Google and start typing in stuff, we've all seen that autofill, that suggested box. Did you yes. mean this, right? That All of those things that it's giving you suggestions around are based on previous searches. So those things are things that people are actually searching for and have previously searched, searched for. So that is the best place to go for topics. Now, really quick pro tip. Um, I don't want to st stick on this for too long, but if you use the underscore, the little line at the bottom, um, that is going to be like a wild card. So you could type in how to underscore and then something about your niche or your business. Um, and that's going to say YouTube, fill in the blank or Google, fill in the blank to see what people are searching for around how to or best or DIY or any words really. Just use that underscore uh, yeah. between and it's going to give you so many topic ideas um, for what people are actually searching for. And then obviously create those videos and speak to that, speak to those people where they're at based on you knowing what they need to know if they're searching for that. No, great tip there. Because again, if you don't know what they're searching for and you start to assume, then you're going to be doing all this work and creating content that doesn't actually, you know, need to be yeah, created because it's, it's not what they want. Pretty frustrating making videos where no one sees them. It's, and that's uh, why, yeah. And it's like, again, then you're going to get frustrated. And you're like, oh, that didn't work. Well, no, it didn't work because you didn't do it the way that yes. you, 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 did it, you did it for yourself, not for your ideal client. And I know like one of the things that we do is in our Facebook community, when people join, there's three questions that you can have on Facebook. And one of our questions is, is what are you struggling with? Our second question, and no, do you have a business? What are you struggling with? And do you want to stay on our email list? And then we automate that with Zapier into a spreadsheet and we're able to collate all of their information and all their pain points that they're struggling with. And we then look at those, we, we look for the common threads where there's the highest amount of pain points for the same type of topic. And that's where we'll start looking at creating podcasts, uh, blog posts, etc. or even when I do my live. So that has been a great tool for us to be able to capture. And another way that, again, you can go and do exactly what Justin said about Googling it. But if you do have a Facebook group or an email list, you can always create a survey also and just ask them. There's a beautiful book called Ask. And it talks about, you know, sometimes you just have to ask your clients what it is that they need or want or are struggling with. And you can get so much amazing information by surveying your audience. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I don't know why in, in businesses, we, we think that we can't go and ask. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's like, no, but we're, we're supposed to be the experts. We, we don't need to know. I mean, we should know what these answers are. Well, really, there's no better way to finding out than, than to ask. <laughs> exactly right. Just ask it out. And I think that's, again, when people are driven by ego is that they're yeah. so driven by the ego element of it that they forget. So your top tips for starting a YouTube channel. One is obviously understand, like you said, what your ideal client's pain points are. Two, then start looking for titles around that. And then three, what, is there anything else that you think that you're like, okay, next you need to start really thinking about X, Y, and Z? 
Okay, I'd love to tackle this one really quickly because this is one we see. Once you you understand all of that stuff, the next big procrastination point is around the gear, the tech, and what to say in your videos. And even if you've got all the keyword research and everything done, that's the stuff that's going to stop you in your track. So what I would say is that... Um, it doesn't matter what camera you use. You can get great results with your webcam. You can use your smartphone. We've all got these amazing cameras in our phones these days. Just start and just practice. And your own worst critic is going to be you. You may not like the sound of your voice, how you look, how you come across. It doesn't matter. Put it out there because we all think that that um, the, all of these procrastination points, fear of judgment, really, as we touched on a few times here, um, no one really cares about this stuff as much as you. But if you look at the impact you're able to have with the content that you're able to share and put out there, not only is it going to scale your business massively, but it's also going to impact a lot of people. Mm -hmm. One of the key moments for us, and I, and I share this story quite often because it really was a, a, a real factor for us, was when we were about to shut down and stop creating videos, we got one comment that came through and it was, thank you so much for creating this video. Um, you've helped me create my first video for raising awareness for autism or autistic kids. So at that moment, it's kind of, it's not about me creating videos, talking to camera in the back room of my house. It's now like, holy shit, this is actually impacting people. Those tips actually help someone. And their cause is something that I would have never thought that this would help spread you know, uh, the, the word around that and get, get someone else's message out. So that's where we kind of really have to get out of our own way with this stuff. And then worrying about how you look or sound on camera really becomes irrelevant at that point. But what I will say is done is better than perfect. Use what you have upgrade when you're hitting the limits of the gear that you've got, or, or, or you're able to, if you've got the dollars to get a camera, awesome, but that doesn't mean your video is going to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, so start with what you have and upgrade when you can, or when you need to. I love it because I know even with like podcasting gear, everyone's like, what mic do I need? And I'm like, I call bullshit. Yeah. Just record, right? Like just record because it's actually not about the gear. That's just a barrier to entry. I'm just like, just record. And I'm like, right now I'm on my little like $249 mic that I've had for this entire time. My coach, James Shramko did give me one of his mics. I can't, it's like a road, whatever. I still have yet to implement it. Cause I was just like, I haven't had time to get the stand, but like, you don't need expensive gear at the beginning, you know, like you said, and I love that you said that because so many people get fixated on, I just don't have the gear. I don't have yeah. the money to do that where I'm like, if you look at it is, but what you're doing is you're not getting your voice out there and you're actually, it's a detriment to those people that need to hear your voice and to learn Selfish. from you. And yeah, so it's just like, if you've got knowledge, which every one of us has as business owners and you're going to make that impact, don't worry about the gear. Just start talking and recording. Yeah. There's no one else out there with the same knowledge, same experience, same thoughts, opinions, personality as you. Even if you think other people are out there making the videos that you want to be, share your thoughts and opinions and all of those sorts of things on the same topics um, because they might resonate with you and not them or back the other way. It really doesn't matter. It's all helping um, yeah, the, the global collective really. Yeah, no, I t couldn't agree more. I know I was, uh, I've talked to this on the podcast before when I was speaking at, we are podcast, uh, last year, Pat Flynn, myself, Steph Taylor, and I, we were on a panel and it was about the impact that podcasts, like what impact has our podcast had on people? And Pat's like, he goes first and he's like, I mean, 
those of you that don't know Pat Flynn, just Google the guy, right? But most people probably would know, but Pat's is an amazing entrepreneur over in the United States who's had a lot of impact on people. And uh, he's like, he builds schools and he does all this. And at that stage, I'd only released, I think it was episode nine. I could be wrong, but, uh, and I was like, oh, I don't really know about the impact I make. And the next thing you know, Pat Flynn like calls me out. And he goes, he goes, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh, fuck, right, it's packed. This isn't good. And then actually what happened was is uh, because I had been suffering depression and anxiety at that particular stage, I was like, I was holding myself back. So Pat made me cry. And later on, Pat was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But it was like people came up to us afterwards because they're like, that was actually the best part of a conference we've ever seen because you got, it wasn't staged. Nothing was scripted. You guys just said it how it was. And what we talked about is, is I, even though I've been a blogger, one of Australia's leading parenting bloggers and working with Netflix and some big companies in my space of podcasting, I thought I had made an impact. But when I looked at how I started speaking about mental health and we had saved one of these ladies, do you know I mean, from harming herself, et cetera, Pat's like, that's the thing is we minimize, do you know what I mean? Because we don't think we've had big numbers and we don't do this. And he's like, remember, we all start at zero. And so I guess it's the same thing with your YouTube channel is you're going to start at zero subscribers, right? You're going to have nothing, but you don't have to have 10 people or 20 people or 30 people. Remember, it's better to have a thousand raging fans than it is to have 200,000 people on your Instagram account. So just think about, yeah, that impact. And I know another thing is, is what I remember when I reached 70 something thousand people over on my Facebook page for my first business. And I was seeing all these other people They had like 100,000 and 200,000. And someone said, you know, there's like this big stadium here in Brisbane, uh, Suncorp Stadium, and it fits 52,000 people. And they're like, you do realize that you fit an entire stadium of people and some. And I was like, and that was really a pivotal moment because again, those numbers, like think about it, if you had 10 people that you were speaking to, those subscribers, 10 people you're speaking to how many people could you get into a room with you and then 20 people and then 30 people it's like it's crazy so it's like again put that fear aside because every person that listens to you you're helping them to make a bigger impact so it's the ripple effect yeah it's, it's so crazy like with the people looking at views and numbers and, and as you said like we forget that they are real people every view is a person if you yes. get 10, 10 views on your first video that's 10 people that have watched your video that you've yeah. impacted um yep. so so that's really where you it's always we're comparing ourselves yeah but that guy did a video and he got a hundred thousand views yeah you've got 10, 10 people. And these 10 people could now be your biggest fans that are exactly. going to go on and tell 10 more people or whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing is you build your ecosystem. Like there's so many, like I've got about 6,000, over 6,000 people in my Facebook community. And clearly not all of them are bought for me, but there's random people that will start tagging me in other groups or they'll say, Oh, someone in your Facebook group recommended you or whatever. And then when I see these people tag, I'll go into my group and sure enough, it's because I added value and I'm showing up that they become like my mini advertising and marketing people for me. Um, and I don't even knew like know that they're doing it, but because I've added value, right? Like they, they know that I'm treating them like a human. So there's so much to say about just, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, just start. Just, yeah. just start. So now I know, obviously, anyone would, I would say, with my next question I have is around, should people do this on their own? Should they buy a course? Should they outsource? Obviously, you and I, we both have programs. Yes, of course, we want people to buy from us, but that still might not be the right avenue for people. So what are your thoughts when people are wanting to start a YouTube channel? Like how, do you have like a test about, okay, yes, you should, you should outsource this or you should take a course. Like, is there any guidance you could give people? 
So it's one of those interesting things where uh, I think everyone kind of wants to give it a go themselves first. And I, and I kind of really do encourage that so that you can see what's involved. But at the same time, if this is a strategic move for you with your business, then you should really be doing the things that only you can be doing. So mm -hmm. even for us, I'm a video editor. I love editing videos. But for the last three years, we've been outsourcing the editing and I can't tell you how much of a fear that was for me to think that someone else would handle that and what would people think if I'm teaching this stuff and I'm not even doing my own. Right. But what we really teach is how you use video for business. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love talking about the business side of it. It's like you can hire an editor to come in and do your videos for you for as little as three to $7 US an hour. We, we have a few editors on our team and they are absolutely amazing. So I, I would really look at, yes, get, get an understanding of it, see how it works. Obviously it's still you and your message. So you're the one that's going to have to work to refine that, um, to, to really work, work out, look at the people whose videos you already like. What do you like about them? Pull those apart. Obviously, if you've got the ability to work with a production company or something like that, go for it. But I think that it's not needed these days. Just really pull out your phone and, and start talking uh, with, when you've done that research and have that strategy in place, but focus on the 1% improvements every time, every new video. How could you bring the energy up a bit? How could you go deeper on a topic? Um, interact with your people in the comments. Again, they're real people, whatever they're asking you, whatever they're voicing, as long as it's a good comment or a good question, uh, th these are real concerns, real people. And just even just acknowledge them is going to go a long way. But obviously, yes, we have a course around this stuff. And, and I guess the beauty in any course is that you're learning from the people who have done like uh, all the falling over, all the, all the, the, the stuff that doesn't work. Um, that's, we, we are constantly investing in courses for that reason. It's like, how can I jump the learning curve? So for us, when we were starting out, uh, we got to the point where we were buying YouTube courses and those sorts of things. And exactly the same for us moving into LinkedIn and those sorts of things. Now we're now looking at courses and stuff on those. So it really comes down to how serious you are and how, how fast you want to start getting off on the right foot with things. And I've also found that again, if this is your business, cause we're not talking about how to start a YouTube channel for Easter eggs. We're talking about yes. a YouTube channel for your business. And that again, there comes strategy behind that. And when you invest or you're right, it's all about investing in the growth of your business. And so for me is one of the things that I found is that transformation in business doesn't typically happen until a transaction occurs. And so if you want, like you can still be trans like slowly on, that journey, right? But when you invest in something and you actually have a transaction and you, your mindset shifts, you take things a little bit more seriously, you take a little bit more action. So I'm all about, you know, I mean, people looking at getting the tools and resources they need from the right people and investing because it, it helps you not just with, you know, personal growth and business growth, but your mindset growth also. There've been times where I've been gifted from good friends, like logins to courses just to go through them. And I can tell you that I never really went through them until I invested and paid for the course, even though I had access to the course, as you said, the, the, the transformations in the transaction, you're committed then you're actually going to pay to make it happen. It's not so much about, you know, what, what video or how many modules or whatever is that you've committed to, to see that through. So exactly right. Now, listen, and you are my first YouTube person on the podcast because I'm very choosy because the thing is, is I need to make sure that the people that come onto the podcast are genuine people that actually know what they're talking about and they're not blowing smoke up people's asses. So that's why, again, when you, again, we've been trying to get you on just because of my schedule and then me going shit. And then now we're almost how much? 
social media marketing world is going to come around the corner in no time. So yes, I'm thrilled to have you on board because I've seen what you do. You're a speaker at social media marketing world. You are known for, do you know what I mean? This, this is your zone of genius. So where can people find you if they're wanting to start that YouTube channel and learn from the best? Thank you very much for all the kind words. Uh, I, I guess this is part of it where, you know, when you enjoy what you do and you can see the effects from what your your business and what you teach, the flow on, it's it's just so much more fun. So uh, if you want to find out more, you can head to primalvideo.com or to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash primalvideo. All right, fantastic. And I've got one final question for you. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Uh, okay. I'm going to come back to one that I've mentioned a few times is doing the research and seeing how you can best help people. It's not what we think in a lot of cases, the conversations that we have with people in a lot of cases are a lot more beginner level to get them in, to, to build that, that know, like, and trust with them, get them where they're at. And that's where doing that keyword research or, or the, the market research, even like it applies not just to YouTube and, and, uh, it applies to, to everything, to, to, to communication in business, um, really understand who are the people and that, that you want to attract and how you can help them. Uh, as as the first and foremost. I mean, I, I wish I was diving deeper on that stuff much, much earlier on. <laughs> 100%. I mean, and that's what, again, that would be a whole other topic about SEO strategy and all that. But I know I'll quickly say before we wrap up, Pat Flynn surveyed his audience years ago and he because he was creating all this content and it was a quite advanced content. And after he surveyed his audience, it was like the majority of his audience had never even made, like I think it was between a dollar and $500 in their business the highest percentage of people who were reviewing Pat's uh, and engaging in his content was that cohort of people. So Pat had to pull his entire rest of his content strategy and create a new strategy to meet the demands of those people who are actually learning and wanting to learn from them. So again, the, the importance of researching and understanding your audience. Yeah, that's and I think a lot of people we see this. I know I know we're going to wrap up, but I see a lot of people do this when they go jump straight in to create an online course. They'll create what they think people want, and I know that we, we the first course we ever created, we were going down that path of doing the same thing. Instead, we launched it as a beta, and we built it out with our customers to build what they wanted. And the difference is, you've then got something that you know people want instead of what you think they want, which is a hard sell because you you kind of convince them that this is what they need. <laughs> exactly, this is what you need. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank. Thank you so much today for being on. And before we sign off, please remember my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at angelahenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it, especially over on the good old Instagram stories and tagging me at Angela Henderson Consulting. Or as you know, you can share it wherever. I'm cool with that because I would just love that anyways. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Business and Life Conversations podcast or left a review, I would greatly appreciate that too. Thanks so much for being on the show again today, Justin. And for the rest of you have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world and i look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the business and life conversations podcast thanks for listening to the business and life conversations podcast with angela henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au